0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to another hastily prepared edition of Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington for Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals blow their 14-game winning streak against the Braves in D.C. with an 8-5 loss tonight. Dave, we'll start with Strasburg, and we're going to have to be quick because I forgot to set for 30 minutes, so we only have 14 minutes and 30 seconds to go. Unbeaten in first 17 starts the season, two and two in his last four, though, uh, including his first loss with a 4-1-8 ERA, a 2.33 278 400 line against and 23 and two thirds over that stretch. Uh, Freeman, 13 for 32, 6 average against Strasburg in their respective careers. After an RBI double in the first, Jace Peterson jacks a 2-0 fastball in the second, two nothing Atlanta, 3-2 in the fifth. The Nationals went ahead when Freeman hit the 2-2 change at the left, a three run uh, three uh three-run home run, 14 for 34 versus Strasburg at that point, 5-3 Atlanta, 7-3 Atlanta. When Strasburg's done, Belisle comes on and gives up a two-run home run. That's what a runner inherited come in. Not a good night for Strasburg on the mound. Second rough start in a row, five and a third, seven hits, six runs, two walks, seven Ks. It was a brutally hot night. looked like he ran out of uh, steam there a little bit towards the end, but wasn't particularly sharp from the start tonight.
2: Where should we start? Um, Freddie Freeman good, Steven Strasburg bad, um, <laughs> hashtag hothouse flower. Um, you know, insert your favorite narrative here. Uh, yeah, just a rough night for Strasburg. Um, two in a row now. Hopefully that's not uh, – um, I certainly don't believe in harbingers or uh, anything of that nature. But uh, it definitely a tough night tonight. Um, I had, had trouble locating, wasn't making his pitches. Uh, obviously, Freddie Freeman uh, did his damage to him, and um, just kind of tough to take. And uh, you know, the Nats had such um, such a nice streak of domination against the Braves to to see it go away on a on a hot and humid night in D.C. Um, just you know, you, you you hate to dwell on one game uh, as much as, and obviously, since we do this on a nightly basis, that's the whole point of doing it is dwelling on the previous game, but. Um, <laughs> You know, stuff happens. Sometimes a guy's not very good, and you just have to go on and move from it. Uh, Strasburg's been very good this season. Uh, He's had two rough outings in a row. So, um, you know, hopefully whatever is not right with him gets right for the next time. And, um, you know, the Nats just have to go out now and win the next two games because you you can't afford to, to lose a series to the Braves at this time of year.
1: Okay, I was watching from high above a uh, home plate here in the press box in Nationals Park. I assume you had a better view at home. Uh, Davey, Dusty Baker said after the game, I almost said Davey Johnson, but I stopped myself. I'm quick. Uh, he said Stras- Strasburg grooved some pitches, ran out of gas in the middle innings. He said a changeup slipped to Freddie, a breaking ball up. Uh, Jace Peterson hit a fastball that was out, out over the plate. Uh, They were trying to get as deep as they could with Strasburg. They have a stretch of 20 straight games now where uh, they're playing every day. So they didn't want to go to the bullpen early, got as much as they could out of Strasburg, but he didn't have much to give tonight, it looked like.
0: Yeah, he was really struggling out there, even from the first inning. Uh, Just didn't really have his command. Wasn't spotting pitches. And he couldn't find the zone. Uh, After a couple innings in, he settled in and was able to find the zone and throw some strikes, not particularly good strikes, as it turned out, given how many of them were deposited in the bleachers. But, uh, yeah, just just a tough outing for Strasburg there. You'd think a hot house flower would do better in the heat, right? I mean, it's right in the name. I feel like this is false
1: advertising. Uh, that was funny when you texted it to me a few hours ago. <laughs> it's funny again now. By the way, Dave, you can change the time on, this show, on the show page when you're at the studio thing. I just figured out so we don't have to rush anymore, but I'm rushing anyway oh, nice. because I want to go home. And I will note <laughs> for uh, anyone who wasn't in attendance here in the nation's capital tonight, it is a ridiculously hot night, so I'm not surprised. The Braves all seemed like they were sweating through their uniforms. Strasburg seemed like he ran out of gas pretty quick, so not too surprised by that going on. Uh, Mike Fulton, which Dave, however you pronounce his name, I'm going with Fulton Awich. Uh, acquired from the Astros in the Evan Gattis trade, January 2015, 3-3 with a 5 ERA in eight games since late June. DL stint for a right elbow discomfort. Uh, gave up a two-out RBI single by Trey Turner, 2-1 early. Uh, Rendon jacks a 1-1 curve, to make it 3-2 in the fourth, put the Nationals up, but 7-3 in the sixth, uh, two-out single by Brian Goodwin ends his night with a big lead there, four-run lead. Nationals made it a little closer, but not close enough. Uh, This kid's a nice young pitcher they got here. They have a really – I was going to get to one of the other arms in their bullpen later, but they're putting together a nice team here, which kind of frustrates me. Uh, Seeing Atlanta kind of get back on track. They got rid of some of those bad contracts. They loaded up on some of these young kids that we're seeing now, and uh, Awich in particular, has put together a few good starts here. Got over that elbow discomfort earlier this season, and it's not, not good numbers necessarily came back with a good start tonight. See?
2: Yeah, yeah You know, he's a, he's a guy that um, um, is it, like the the the, the lead of, of of the whole wave of talent that they've got. I think the best pitcher, best pitching prospects of the Braves have are still in the minor leagues. But uh, but Fulton a, which, um he's got an average fastball. It's okay. Um, but he's got a great curveball, and, and uh, we saw it a little bit tonight. The first couple innings, um, I think Rendon finally got one, got a hold of one when he when he hung one. But um, he is he is like the lead dog now of this young stable of, of, of pitchers the Braves are going to be bringing. And um, you know they, they went through the whole fire sale and acquired as much talent as, as possible. And uh, you know it's probably still going to be a couple years before it gels and they're able to sort out, you know, the wheat from the chaff and um, obviously deal with, uh, with injuries as they come too, but uh, you know, they did what they thought that they had to do completely tearing down um, you know, keeping just Freeman and Marcus at this point and um, completely redoing the, the, this this roster, and they're certainly going to take their lumps this year. They've been taking their lumps this year They'll They'll probably have a rough cover for the next year or two, but the, the Braves definitely have uh, quite a big challenge system, and they're probably going to get good right at the time when the Nats uh, you know, start breaking down Ward's contract ends, Zimmerman's contract ends. Uh, who knows what happens with Harper at this point. But uh, uh, the Braves have an awful lot of talent in their system. And, you know, let's just keep it in the minor leagues for the next couple of years while uh, while the Nets should be challenging for uh, division titles, at least until they get the Harper thing sorted
1: out. So, I uh, guess, federal baseball, we're known for stressing the positive since 2007. Uh, if you're going to look for them tonight, uh, Trey Turner, 3-for-5, two stolen bases atop to the order. Jason Wirth with a 1-for-5 night. We'll get to that in a minute. Daniel Murphy, 2-for-3, two, two <laughs> runs scored on the night. Uh, the Offense actually put up some runs. Uh, Murphy, 34th double. Rendon, his 14th home run. He keeps on hitting. Rendon's really been a, on a nice run over the last month plus and good signs from the offense. Uh, pitching didn't necessarily hold up tonight. Strasburg gave up 6, Belisle and Perez each gave up 1. Perez looking like he's struggling there again, but any of those you want to jump on for the positives of the night? Uh, well, I, I think uh let's let's go
0: with Fred Jones because uh he, he was certainly struggling to start off the year and now he's he's pretty much right back up around his career numbers and uh, I I think his resurgence has been something that uh, we may haven't been thinking of, thinking about that much while we've been wailing and gnashing our teeth about Harper's Pillow. But uh, <laughs> Rendon has come back. He's he's showing the power. He's always had the batting eye and the patience, and he's been making good contact. Now the BABIP has finally regressed upward to give him uh, a chance to actually miss some gloves with some hard hit balls and, uh, and get on base a little bit. And I, I think – Especially with uh, with Harper struggling, having a, a productive Rendon, with the breakout season for Ramos, and this otherworldly thing Murphy seems to have going on, plus the the continued uh, old man worth life <laughs> mission to make me look like an idiot, uh, uh, you know,
1: I, I think that's that's certainly a positive
0: that we can take out of this game. I guess we should
1: note the OBP, OBP KMA update RBI double in the seventh for Jason Worth. He keeps the streak going. Forty-one games, two more games, and then he'll actually care about it when he ties Zimmerman's record. But I don't know if he'll still care about it, honestly. Uh, there's more important. Not a record, record. means nothing. Jason Worth knows it. Uh, Dave, I just wanted to before we get into the Harper drama of the day. Uh, Mauricio Cabrera out there on the mound for the Braves. Uh, My brother's a Braves fan. I think I've mentioned that before on the show. He tells me that he's amazed that this kid hits 100 every time he throws a pitch. Uh, He was sitting 100 to 102 tonight. But the scouting report I got from my brother is that he's also surprised at how much contact these guys are making against him, even though he's throwing uh, triple digits just about every time he throws a pitch. saw that again tonight. He was lighting up the radar, but there was some solid contact on him uh, I don't know if you were watching at home or listening, but uh, what do you see going on there that they were able to square him up at least, as impressive as he was, lighting up the radar guns?
2: Well, I did not see the young man pitch this evening, so my comments are going to have to be limited to generalities. But uh, um, if you've got a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, that's all in good, all well and good. But um, if you don't hit your spots with it, if it doesn't have some kind of natural movement on it, um, you know, it's going to end up being batting practice to major league hitters regardless of how fast it is. Um, you know, we've seen it uh, uh, time and time again throughout the ages. These guys come up and, and they throw real hard, but, but they can't get anybody out. And, you know, major league, major league hitters can adjust uh, to the speed if they know that's what's coming and they can, they can gear down on it. Um, if the ball doesn't move on them, if he doesn't have pinpoint location, uh, then he's going to have trouble getting out. So you can have the biggest arm in the world that you want. Um, if you can't do something with it, that's a different story. I mean, our Chapman throws 102, 103 miles an hour, but it's not just simply the speed. He's got a natural tailing action on his fastball, uh, especially coming from out of a left-handed arm that makes it that much difficult to track. So, um, you know, the, the greatest fastball in the history of the game, Nolan Ryan, it had silly movement on it. It's not just here, hit it. It's you know, here, find it, and then hit it. So um, there, are, there are a lot of factors that, that go into being a good pitcher, um, one of which is, is velocity, but the second of which uh, is movement, and the third is location, and, and it's really a three-part equation. And if you only have one part of the equation, um, whether it is the speed, location, um, or movement, then, then you're going to be in trouble.
1: I feel like we should have some sound effects to introduce this segment, but... We'll get into it now. The Bryce Harper drama from before the game. Uh, Dusty Baker said beforehand
2: that he's better. They
1: decided decided to keep him out another day, but he's better. According to Dusty Baker, said a chiropractor was coming in to see him, but uh, about a half an hour before the game time tonight, uh, SI.com's Tom Verducci came out with a, a source close to the team who told him that a previously undisclosed injury might be behind Harper's struggles. Uh, the Washington Nationals right fielder, which should totally have a possessive apostrophe, and 2015 National League MVP has been playing through a right shoulder injury for the past two months. According to his sources, the injury affects the area at the top of the, and back of his shoulder and at the base of his neck. Harper's been receiving treatment for the injury the source said, including cupping therapy and active release technique, neither of which I have any idea what they are, nor that I have time to Google them on WebMD so I could pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but Says it's been problematic for Harper when it comes to pulling his bottom hand through his swing, the key to creating power. There were some articles recently about how he's not getting the loft on his balls that he used to, uh, baseballs. Mike Rizzo responding to the article, I'm just pulling up the quote real here because it's worth reading. The report is inaccurate, Rizzo said, according to uh, CSN Mid Lennox, Chase Hughes. Uh, Tom Verducci is wrong. I just asked Bryce Harper in the training staff and our medical staff, he hasn't had a right shoulder. He's got a stiff neck. Uh, Rizzo is pretty adamant. Uh, Verducci, you know, citing his sources, publishing an article like that, I'm sure he he believes what he's written is true. So, what do you make of all the drama here? I'll go to you for this. Feel free to follow one after another.
0: Well, I I think he can't, you know, you can't blame Verducci. I, I'm sure his his sources say said what they said and and believe what they believe. You can't really blame Rizzo, although he's probably parsing things fairly closely because where where does shoulder injury injury stop and and neck injury begin? All i got to say is that cupping therapy thing, you know, that leaves those weird bruises on your back. Michael Phelps did that, and he's got 22 gold medals.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So using the powers of science, we should deduce that Bryce Harper should be fine any day now. Doctor Dave, your take yeah, on all this drama. in
0: the battery's going to get twenty-two gold medals.
2: <laughs> well, between the cupping and chiropractic, he's got all the crack sciences covered. <laughs> you know, here's here's the thing. You know, reporters reporters you know get their source or get sources um, to to make to make a point. Obviously, injuries are, are a very difficult thing to to report on because. Teams are very – hold those, that information very close to their chest. You know, the, the the Nats wanted the Braves to think that Bryce Harper was available on bench tonight, even though the entire world knows that he's not. Um, you know, how long has he been hurt? You know, you look at the numbers, and there's an argument to say that he's been hurt since the 1st of May. Um, there's, there's no proof to it. You can't go back to a play and say, okay, that's where he got hurt. But he hasn't been Bryce Harper for – three months. I mean you know, through the, through the month of April he was he looked like he was going to follow up his MVP year and put up the same numbers this year. You know, he had he had that series against the, the Cubs where they walked him nine times in two days. Um, and he had them in the same sense and people are like you know, there's you know hash brown narrative that, that you know that, that Joe Madden wrecked him. But uh this is very good evidence to look at, at the statistics, to look at the timeline of the statistics and say, okay, obviously Bryce Harper's not right. There's something wrong with him. And we've mentioned this before on the show, you know, two dozen times. You know, he's had the, he had the knee injury, he's had a quad injury. Um, you know, this is the first time that somebody said anything about a shoulder injury. But it makes complete sense when you look at just strictly looking at the numbers that sometime in May he stopped hitting the ball hard. You know, they track those numbers now. You can tell. You know how hard he's hitting the ball, when he's hitting the ball hard, and against whom he's hitting the ball hard, and he just stopped doing it. So something's wrong with him. Whether it's mechanical, it's physical, it's emotional, it's mental. Um, the the most The most logical of any of those scenarios is physical. And as as Doghouse said, you can't blame Rizzo for downplaying it or even deflecting or even hiding the idea that, that Harper is injured. You can't blame Harper if he's hiding. The idea that he's injured because this is their livelihood, and, and players need to play to continue making their livelihood. But the bottom line is if something's wrong with him, and the Nationals can, and, and if the Nationals, and I'm saying all this qualified, if there's something wrong with him, and if the Nationals know that something's wrong with him, and if they continue to run him out there, then they are doing a disservice to the player, the team, the fans, and ultimately you're going to hurt the guy long term. Um, as we can see with with the Nationals' incumbent first baseman Ryan Zimmerman, he played through an injury and literally ruined the rest of his career. You
1: hope that's not what's happening with Harper. Yeah, I said this to you in comments when we were texting back and forth, and I find it hard to believe that uh, maybe they're not saying what's wrong with him. If there is something bigger wrong with him that they're not uh, talking about, but. I have a hard time believing, with a player as important as Harper, that they don't know exactly what's going on. You know, whether or not they're willing to share that with fans and readers, uh, reporters, who knows? But I have a hard time to imagine with a player they have that much invested in and want to, you know, sign to a long-term deal and keep him around here that they'd do anything that would uh, put it, put his future in jeopardy at all. You would hope that the Nationals you know, know what they're doing. The new medical staff has gotten really good reviews from everyone, so. Let's hope that they're all aware of what's going on. Harper's not hiding something They try to keep in the line up, cetera. But there's going to be some drama around this going forward because, uh, knowing reporters, they're not going to give up on this one and they're going to track back what Verducci had to say, figure out who said it, and figure out what's going on with Harper. So, right. Stay tuned. Well, and it's not just it's it's
2: not it's not just Verducci though. Uh, moments after that came out, Chelsea James of the Washington Post echoed his sentiment, saying that's the same thing right. she heard. And then two minutes later. They had Rizzo, so it's not just Verducci that's reporting it. There's a second a credentialed reporter that's saying that they heard the same information, whether it's from the same source or a different source. But but the bottom line is that there's something out there. You know, you don't have you don't have any amount of smoke without some kind of flame there somewhere. So there is something going on there, whether you know whether the Nats, whether it's Verducci, whether the, the medical team, whether Rizzo. Depending on who's who's telling the truth or what version of the truth, something's going on there.
1: Right, exactly what I meant, too. As soon as that one report gets out there, everyone else starts asking questions. Everyone starts contacting their sources. And sooner or later, they'll figure out what's going on. Hopefully, it doesn't require a DL stint because the Nationals need a hot Bryce Harper going down the stretch, that, that big bat in the lineup. 67-47 and 47 after the loss tonight. Rob Whalen versus Reynaldo Lopez. Going to be another hot one at D.C. tomorrow, 7.05 p.m. Talk to you guys after that game.
0: Oh, ask. Yeah.